Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Welcome back to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. If this is your first time or if you've returned for multiple episodes, we welcome you and are so glad that you're listening to our podcast. I'm Lisa Berry, joined by Dr. Frank Anderson, and one of us might sound a little bit different today. Why might that be, Dr. Anderson? It's great to be here, Lisa. Uh, we're on, on Zoom again. We were yep. on Zoom for a year because of the COVID pandemic. Right. But- I just moved to Florida, and I'm here in Miami. I've taken a position at the Florida International University, so we'll be Zooming um, from Florida for future podcast episodes. Well, tell us a little bit about your new position. It's so interesting. Florida International University has a medical school. Uh, they call it the Herbert Wertheim College of Medicine. And it's super interesting because they have a department called Humanities, Health, and Society. And I was just appointed the chair of that department. And so I'll be leading a group of super interesting physicians and health workers and a variety of other, other folks who are doing humanities work in medicine. So you were at the University of Michigan and now you're in Florida. How, how do you see those two positions as being different? Yeah, well, both of those positions were, you know, at the university in academics. And, you know, I, I practice obstetrics and gynecology for, you know, over 30 years. And in this position, I'll, I'll be at a medical school, but I'll be teaching medical students. They've asked for the medical students to be taught cultural humility. They're teaching medical students about the humanistic approach to medicine. And there's, there's already a humanities course that's taught in the medical school, and there's a wide community health program um, called Neighborhood Help. Hmm. It was funded by the Green Family Foundation. And it gives medical students an opportunity to see what the social issues of health are, you know, how people live and how that affects their health or how people face barriers to getting treatment or diagnoses. And so it, it, it's a, it adds a layer of education that you don't get from just the books. Mm. Whereas a lot of times in academics, and in, in any time when you overthink something, you might miss the feeling part of it. And we talk in this podcast about mindfulness and mindful awareness. And so it does bring up this whole issue of, of brains and thoughts and minds and heart. Mm. So everything I say and every move I make, I feel it comes from my heart. And I'm wondering if you feel like you're going to be using your quote unquote mind more these days. Well, Lisa, what is the mind? Good question. <laughs> I'm really intrigued by that. I mean, what is your you hear mind over matter and you hear about the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind and what is the mind and and how does awareness impact our minds? I think are the questions that I have for you. Yeah, I think that's a, those are, that's a really great question. And for our listeners that have been with us all these episodes and for or for new people too, we've never talked about the mind, but you know, the mind is a really 
interesting thing to talk about. And you find a lot of different opinions about just what exactly the mind is. And I think if you went to a psychology 101 class, you could get all kinds of definitions of, of what is mm -hmm. the mind. But I, I love that we talk about mindfulness and we defined what mindfulness is, although a mind full <laughs> doesn't really sound like mindfulness as opposed to, you know, the way we've talked about mindfulness, it's about being aware. So the question really is, is the mind just from the neural activity of the brain or is the mind something a little bit different? And how is it helpful to be aware of your mind? Do you ever think about that? Yeah, well, I think that's where we start talking about meditation, being aware of the thoughts and aware of the motions. But let's go back to what is the mind, actually, and how does the mind get created? What I'm thinking about right now is what we talk about. I talk about the heart a lot. And then we've talked about open-heartedness. I think that's been one of our more popular episodes. And so then I thought, well, that applies to being open-minded as well. And to me, your mind is your thoughts. And if you have awareness of your thoughts, is that being mindful and using your mind? Is that what we're talking about? Oh, yeah. That would be mindful of your thoughts. Right. So, so you know, the question again, is, is the mind just the neurological activity of your brain. And so we have a brain, right? A brain is an organ in the head, and it is composed of lots and lots and lots of nerves and neural tissue. So let's say, Lisa, you decide to learn a new language. So something maybe in your mind, you decide to learn a new language, and once you start studying that new language, the, your brain will change and your language center will change, right? So if, right. You, um, if you did an MRI of the brain, you would see that that decision actually changed the brain. Um, the same thing with mindfulness, actually. When people meditate for many months or years, parts of the brain related to empathy and integration also change. And so... You know, you say, well, is the mind just the neural activity of the brain or does the mind affect the brain? And if it does, you know, is it the same as the brain? And so we get into these unanswerable questions, right? So we've got all of our neurological activity of our brain and we know like this makes us, makes our personality. This is based on our history, on our conditioning on the things that we've learned, right? All of those things are stored in our brain, which is like a hard drive. And so then it comes out as the way you express yourself and as the way you move in the world and as the way you react and as the way you create and the way you analyze and think. So, I mean, all of these are good things. There's no question that, that the brain is a wonderful tool. Now, if you've had difficult situations in the past and you've had habitual um, disappointments or lost expectations, you're also, you know, your brain starts to have no expectations and mm. expect bad things to happen. So, so here we go. We've got this, this computer hard drive with its 
habits and everything. And you can think then that all that is creating your mind. Now, when we talk about mindfulness and exploring awareness, then we get a chance to take a step back and from a place that is not conditioned, get a chance to look at that, look at look at the brain activity and look even at the mind and see how that is playing out. But when you become mindful of these things, you know, you're not really involved in it in the same way. If you're not mindful of it, then you are involved with it, right? So your brain and your mind, and you're just going around on autopilot. So now if you have this idea that the mind is somehow regulating all of these things, you can see that maybe awareness and awareness of the mind might be that buffer that allows those wonderful kind of core elements that we have then to take over kind of the personality and the actions, those core elements of love and peace and joy and generosity. So when we become mindful of the brain, perhaps we are, instead of our minds, you know, reacting to all the habits, our minds are kind of you know, reacting to something deeper and more authentic and then, and then kind of propelling us in a direction informed by those core elements. Well, I have lots of questions for you. I was trying to let you finish, so I didn't want to interrupt you. But so are we being aware of our mind? Or are we being aware of the thoughts in our mind to begin with? I don't think that it really matters that much. Hmm. I do think that being mindful is being aware of the thoughts and aware of the emotions. And I think when you're aware of those things, you are also aware of mind. So I think that, yes, there is an awareness of the mind. Hmm. Like people will come up to you and say, what's on your mind? I mean, I think it's a word that we hear and we see in passing and people make quotes and share thoughts about it, but I don't think it's something we really are aware of. So I like that we're talking about being aware of your mind. And when we talk about being aware of your mind, I just want to clarify, are you, are we equating that with our brains or are you seeing those as two different things? Well, I don't want to get too hung up on it. Right, right. <laughs> Basically right. is what sure. I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's something for each person to discover for themselves. Um, talking about the mind is so difficult and there, there aren't really a, a good definitions of the mind. You know, if you're interested in looking into this more fully, you can go to Dan Siegel's work because he has spent a lot of time on this. Um, mm. He has a book called The Mindful Brain. He also has a book called The Mindful Therapist. And, and you saw a book recently too that he wrote what was the call, that called? Mm. He wrote a book a few years ago called Mind, A Journey to the Heart of Being Human. So, of course, I immediately love that because you're connecting your heart with your mind. And for me, I think there's a, a direct tie between, between the two. Daniel Siegel widens our world with the mind-opening and mind-bending exploration of mind itself. From a journey through mind emerges a compelling sense of our connection to each other and to the universe. There's a 
thought for your mind that through our minds, we're connected to each other and to the universe. And, you know, I see everything as a heart connection. So I'm, I'm loving this conversation because I now start me to think I need to start thinking about my mind and what's going on there. Yeah. Well, you know, being aware of it. When he talks about mind like that, that to me is how I talk about awareness. Okay. Because awareness connects us all in this common sense of love and joy and peace and generosity. And so, yeah, it would be interesting. I haven't read that book yet, but I think that that brings us to the same point, the same place. And so, and to me, it doesn't matter what words you use to get to that place. Right. <laughs> as long as, as, as the place of, uh, of, of authenticity that isn't being polluted or diffused or disoriented by thoughts and habits and, and fixed ideas and negativity and all of these things, right? We all have it. We all have it. We talked about baggage in our last episode. So we're saying, well, how do we see ourselves as different from all of the conditioning that we've had you know, we are not just the neural activity of the brain. We are not just the culmination of all the good and bad things that have happened in our lives. We're not. We're more than that. And the mind is more than just the neurological activity of the brain. And so if you want to look at it as mind, if you want to look at it as awareness, I would like to look at it as awareness of the brain and all of its effects so maybe awareness of awareness is where where it's landing with me but but either way when you are no longer locked into the neurological habits of your brain and you have woken up to the reality of awareness then there's love then there's peace then there's joy and there's generosity and the ability for the sense of awe and wisdom and response instead of reaction, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But you have taught me and those listening about life from the bottom up instead of the top down. And when you're saying we're beyond our mind, that sounds more like a top down than a bottom up thing, or am I just seeing it wrong? No, no. I think you're, you're, I, at least I, I don't think you're seeing it wrong at all, but I, but it just again depends on how you look at it. Right. I do think that when when we say top down versus bottom up, I like the the top down to me sometimes is more thinking in a certain way or having yourself act in a certain way through mind and thoughts and demands, whereas the bottom up is like oh I'm doing this mindfulness and then from the bottom up there emerges you know the presence emerges the sense of authenticity emerges the sense of peace and love and joy and equanimity it isn't something that you impose upon yourself but it emerges through the practice well i like that so it emerges and that's what takes us beyond and maybe i'm getting hung up on the word beyond maybe it's more below we're always looking at what's below everything. So it's not necessarily beyond the mind. I think beyond the mind and I'm reaching out and, and beyond the mind really is taking us back to our core. Yeah, but you could you can have it that or, or outside mm -hmm. the mind. 
So above, below, around. <laughs> right. I know. I don't know why I'm being so literal about it, but it's like, I don't know. So I have a quote from you from one of your faves, Adyashanti. It says, the only thing that covers up our true nature is grasping, aversion, and belief in the mind. Oh, there you go. So what covers up our true nature, right? We've talked about it, it's always there. It just gets covered up. Hmm. And so he says what's covering up is, is grasping. When that, and that's habitual and that's instinctual, you know, because you want to hold on. You want right. to hold on to what you, what you know. I think yep. I just experienced that with this move. You know, I left from I left Ann Arbor and came to Florida. And you know what? It's not easy to leave hmm. and not right. easy to break your habits. <laughs> Not right. easy to leave a, a comfortable um, life, right? So it's it's it, it goes against some of that. So, there, but but of course, by not being attached to one particular thing, then the opportunities and the wonder and awe of life are just there and so much so so active and vibrant. You know, All right, we need to talk about that for a minute because the concept of grasping and striving and how those are possibly negative and not the best approaches has been really difficult for me to take in and convert my thinking because I'm like, I like, oh, I'm always, I'm a pillow person and a blanket person and I'll have a tissue in my hand because I'm always have to hold on to something. So by not grasping, by unattaching and not striving, I'm learning to let go, which is something we talk about all, all the time. So Letting go of what's on your mind, I think, is is also applicable to what we're talking about right now. And I think it's something that we all could benefit from, including, I mean, you had to let go of a lot to make this move. I mean, hopefully you're in a better place and you're going to have a bigger impact and it's all going to be good. But you still had to not grasp and and you did have to unattach and let go of a lot to make this move. Mm-hmm. I did have to I did have to to do that. And, and it's a combination. And we have that episode about why can't I let go? Hmm. And we came up with the concept of falling off hmm. as the, you know, these emergent qualities are, are, are realized through the practice. Then as you move around in the world, it's, you aren't so sticky, <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. so things don't stick as much. They kind of fall off. It's uh, Letting go sometimes has a, has a top-down feel to it. It's like, well, you just have to let go. Now, from moving from Ann Arbor to Florida, I had to let go. But I was moving in a positive direction, and so things weren't, they weren't sticking. It's a little bit different than making myself let go. Although there's a part of it, it's like, I got I to gotta keep moving in this direction. So being compassionate with yourself, letting go, but not being sticky. Um, the practice makes you less sticky. I want to ask you a personal question. I don't know if you'll answer it, but do you feel like you've ever been grasping for something in your life? Oh, sure. Of course, I've had attachments in my life and still do. And But it's when you become aware of the attachments that they lose their hold. All right. Please say that again. <laughs> I think that's so important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I was saying, we all have attachments. 
but it's when we become aware of the attachments that they lose their their strength they lose their hold it's just like oh i'm attached to this particular thing or this particular person because of such and such because i'm afraid or i am uh, i'm afraid i don't have this for myself or i will never have this again or you know there, there's some things you will have to you know explore about the attachment that will give you insight into why you are attached and then perhaps once you get that insight the attachment isn't as strong or can fall apart so I think what you were just saying is so huge for me, and it's similar to what you said I, maybe in our last episode or the one before that, that when you become aware of your attachments and when you become aware of your expectations, they kind of lose their power and their pull over you. So for me, that is such a big key to awareness and it really helps me realize how important being aware and having awareness is. That's right. That's called cultivating awareness, cultivating presence, cultivating being. And as usual, we kind of get to a point in the conversation where instead of talking about it, we can cultivate it. And so I always would encourage people to take some time every day to try to cultivate it. I was just um, remembering our episode before about practice and a, right. a commitment to practice. And for for me, you know, I've been practicing awareness for a very, very long time. And I'm oftentimes practicing awareness just during the day anyway, and I'm not meditating. And it becomes an extension of the meditation. You know, your day is is also a meditation in a way, and, 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 and not, I'm not, because meditation is never about getting rid, rid of your thoughts. Meditation is never about zoning out. Meditation isn't about, you know, taking a vacation from your thoughts. Meditation is about just being present to whatever it is at each moment, letting it be, and then responding instead of reacting. And, you know, I got to tell you, a major move is a great time to do that because all kinds of stuff happens <laughs> unexpected. Right. Um, and uh, and it's one after another. Things go missing. Plans don't get made. And it can be, they say, moving can be one of the most stressful times in, in your life. But, you know, I just have to say that it has it's, it's not been easy, but it is okay. Things are right. okay if things get lost or thing it's just it's just the way it is and so there is a, a way that it, that you take what you learn in meditation <laughs> into the larger world and so let's just do a brief, brief practice where where we just again instead of thinking and talking and trying to figure out what the mind is and what the brain is let's just stop for a minute and stop all that and stop all the habits and stop all of everything. And just for a minute, let's just check in with our breath. There it is. It's there, still there. 
Even from last week, Lisa, still there, right? <laughs> yes. That's a great place to start. It yeah. really is. It's like, oh, yes, you're right. I am still breathing. Yay. Okay. Oh, so yeah. far, so good. Here's the thread that's connected yes. us over the yes. last, through all of our episodes, right? That, that You can look at it that way. Isn't it? That thread of breathing, that has not changed one bit. <laughs> God knows the world has changed so much. But you know what hasn't changed? Right, right. All of us sitting here breathing. So let's mm. just do that again. And that is our our grounding point. That's our truth. That's the reality, the awareness of the breath. And so we breathe. And we walk. And our muscles keep us upright. So when we sit in mindful awareness, we change the perspective toward those things, right? So the breath and the body practice with that, that's how we get started. Um, it's hard because people, then their, their brains go, or maybe huh, their minds go. However, you, you know, your mind is racing, right? You might mm. say that. You might be having a... Uh, a brainstorm, you know, you've heard that term as well, right? So let's take the brainstorm and the racing mind and become aware of them just like we're aware of the breath. And just for like we're aware of the body. And so we're breathing and we're cultivating awareness and we're going to apply that awareness to the breath and to the body and to the brainstorm and the racing mind and the judgmental mind and the disappointed mind and the excited mind. Right, and so we're aware of all this, aware of, of uh, the mind peaking with judgment or peaking with disappointment. But you know, those things come and they go, don't they? You've had thoughts, and if you just hold them there, they go, they go. They, they're not gonna last forever. No thoughts last forever. No breath lasts forever. No body thing lasts forever. It comes and it goes. That's the nature of life. It comes and it goes. So watch it come. Now you don't. You may not want some of those things, so you resist it, and then that's another mind activity, emotion, a thought. So that creates more problems for you. The resistance the pushing away or the grasping into good things. I want, I want, I want more of that. But you know, the good things, they come and they go. And the bad things come and they go. Uh, just like that. Just like that. And what part of us knows that? What part of us is aware of that? 
It's the awareness part. And don't try to overthink it. Just feel into it. And then feel that spaciousness and expanse and that relaxation that comes from no longer being caught up and attached and dependent upon all this mind, thought that comes and goes. So can you can you go back to your breath, cultivate that sense of being aware of the breath, go back to your body, cultivate the sense of being aware of your body, and then keep applying that awareness to everything. And do it for 10 minutes while you're sitting. Or do it for five minutes, do it for 10 minutes, do it for 20 minutes, 40 minutes is a great time if you get, can get to that point. All right, and just enjoy that sense of joy. It's a joy that doesn't have an opposite because it's just, does it, it's not dependent upon anything but your awareness. Right? So just maybe that so rest as awareness, rest as uh, joy, rest as as love. It's a loving act for yourself to not be caught up in all this. And then that turns out to be a loving act for the people around you too, because it makes their life much easier than when you're all caught up. Yeah. More peaceful. Peaceful yourself, peaceful. More peace in your relationship, more peace in your family, more peace in your neighborhood, more peace in the world. Right, so this awareness of the mind opening up a whole new way of being. So we'll go back to a few of those wonderful life-giving breaths. Right, and then be aware of your eyes opening and aware of all this new perspective, right? That you can take with you then to the next thing, right? And so if your team loses, it won't be so bad. So how is that, Lisa, Are you okay? Well, there's the name of our book, The Awareness of Everything. I love that. You said apply <laughs> awareness to everything. And really, yeah. there, there's a lot. And then I think where you got me was when you said, you know, have a loving moment for yourself. Yes. I thought, ah, yes. So I'm thinking, do you plan these out or are your meditations just like a stream of consciousness or just the things you say? If you know, It's one thing to be meditating, but to 
hear what you're saying too. I'm just very grateful for that. And I'm not pointing anything out. So we're just, uh, you know, we're just uh, enjoying what, uh, what, what I've been taught. I have been the beneficiary of many teachers and practices. And so this is just passing it on, passing it. If you appreciate these or what we talk about and you want to contact us, you can email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We always would love to hear from you. Yeah, it's great being with everybody. Please practice as much as you can and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Have a great week. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.